0: Ladies and gentlemen, from outside Flynn's Arcade, I'm here with Cloud Talk Live. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cloud Talk Live. My name is, of course, Jeff Deverter, and I'm excited to be here with you today. And, uh, guys, we're in a new part of Rackspace. Did you know Rackspace had a had a, an arcade? Well, we do. And we're going to get into talking about that with my guest here shortly. But first of all, I'd love to know who you are. I'd love to know where in the world you guys are. So go ahead and comment, whatever platform you're on. It's down below. It's on the right. It's up above. I don't know where your comments are, but introduce yourself. I'd love to uh, to get to know who you are. we got some questions for you later as well, so be ready to answer that. And, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can always do that by just sending a simple little email. Yes, the world still does that. Us boomers to solve at rackspace.com. You can do that. You can also message me over on LinkedIn. If you were not already best buds over there, please feel free to connect up and I would love to get to know who, get to know you more. So, uh, folks, let's progress into our morning. Uh, of course, you know everything that you get here you can find over at rackspace.com/solve. But also, you can get information from. Uh, from these uh, these live events. We take the audio and we shove it into the podcast stream. We also have other podcasts that we post over there as well. But you can't get them unless you subscribe. So head over to where you find your podcasts and sign on up. Erdem, we're glad that you're here. Um, we have uh, a storage engineer who's here. Super excited. Uh, you're starting your rack space journey on Monday. We have a new racker. Hey, where are you in the world? I'd love to know that uh we got maryland is here michael's here from houston hasn't gotten paroled out of houston yet uh megan's down on main street folks that right there is what we call at rackspace main street because it's the main street all right we've got alex who is a cissp fantastic or kenny kenny hackworth alex i'm confused all right um Everyone, welcome. I'm so excited for our morning. I get to bring up uh, and introduce to you a gentleman named Joe Byrne. Now, Joe and I are uh, great friends. We have gotten to be great friends over the past couple of weeks, but I'm more friends with his company because, first of all, of course, they are sponsors of the Solve program here at Rackspace. But more importantly, they're the leaders in what is known as full-stack observability now if you are not an expert in full stack observability well you're going to be by the time this program is done so Tampa is here Amit is here uh, Daniel's in from Jersey of course he is uh, and we have Chicago oh our new records from Chicago but with that folks why don't uh, why don't we bring let's bring uh, Joe on up onto the stage Daniel and uh, and let's let's learn a bit, bit more about Joe Joe welcome to cloud Talk live your first time.
1: Yes. Thank you for having me, Jeff. I appreciate it. Happy to be here.
0: I'm glad that you're here. Now, CTO over at AppDynamics, that's a fancy title.
1: Yeah, well, you know, titles are things. Uh, but, you know, essentially, my role is just to help make everybody successful. That's really what I try to do.
0: I love the sound of that. Now, Joe, uh, when we were uh, kind of pre-show here, getting ready to go, um, that, that, that Flynn's Arcade kind of rang true to you. It
1: did, yeah. It's... Takes me back, right? So I'm gonna make one correction though. You you called us boomers earlier. We're Gen X, man. Come on, Jeff. We are just too too far below. But uh yeah, it just but it they say boomers, they don't say
0: Xers. That would be weird. I know, I know,
1: I know. But I it, it it's uh I'm I used to work at electronic arts, I'm a video game guy, I have one out in my man cave and Flynn's, uh you know, it just makes me feel good. <laughs> so I was excited to see that. And I was I gotta come play, play them there.
0: I would love for you to come. Now, folks, this isn't a virtual background. That's for real. And if you want me to run back in there and play Pac-Man, I'll run back in there and play Pac-Man. Forget the show. <laughs> but, uh, here at Rackspace, that used to be one of our conference rooms. And one of the things that they've done to, you know, help draw Rackers back in to come into the office, you know, bait with a carrot not not beat with a stick was, uh, was they built an arcade, Flynn's Arcade. It's really, right. really quite awesome. There's a floor to ceiling Pac-Man, well, multi-game in there, which is kind of fun. And, uh, love that. So. Uh, you can see also to the side here is a well. Ultimately, it's a big, a big slide. Joe was showing you this before. Why don't we show the, the rest of the crew? I've got, I've got buttons here. Look, there's me kind yeah. of standing to the side, resting my leg. But if I pan this camera around, what you'll see once we go all the way around, because well, that would make it too easy, is RackSpace has a floor-to-ceiling, two-story <laughs> stainless steel slide in it. So you've got to come here and ride the slide down the flins.
1: Very cool. So we were talking, though, my, my question is, how many people in your audience know what the wrestling is?
0: Ooh. Everyone just think right? we're being clever with a funny little name. Uh, so let's, no. let's ask that question, folks. Do you know what Flynn's is and what that reference is. So you've got some comments. I can see you've learned how to type things in. we got John from Bossier City, uh, all kinds of people in from all over. Any openings? Who is it who said that? Uh, Merdad, of course we have openings. Yes. And, yes, the slide is a righteous slide. It is an amazing yeah. right. So, fun fact, um, you know, I've written this slide more times than I can count, but I also can't count. Right now. Uh, and most of the time I'm wearing jeans, but I had a fancy meeting a couple of years back. In here, it was more than a couple, and I had worn slacks I'm going in for the meeting, and I was showing off the slide. And I needed to get from floor two to floor one, so why not ride the slide? Um, jeans have friction. Slacks do not. I launched out of the bottom of that thing. I think I okay. hit oh, the floor. <laughs> not on the floor. <laughs> <This is> great. <laughs> That's <laughs> Great fun. All right. Um, we had some people saying, nope, they don't get the reference to Flynn's. So I'm, gonna, I'm on, not going to yeah. answer the question yet let's and, and don't go Google in, let's just give people a second to to, to go poke around uh, so who knows what Flynn's arcade is and why that is important in our geeky culture because it is important to us hi from India hey. Harnish, glad that you're here. well, Joe, as they're answering that question, let's talk a little bit here. I already mentioned you're the CTO over at App Dynamics, but uh, as any good uh, as any good um, uh, you know employee uh, is, would, would first be a customer. And I think that's where your, your story yeah. came from. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I was, um, I was, I was the VP of engineering at a company, um, a fintech company, and we built software that our customers, uh, used as kind of their lifeblood of the organization. It was very critical to their business, um, kind of the, the primary money maker, right? That software goes down, they're not making money. Yeah. And we had an outage. Um, uh, at the end of a quarter uh, back in 2014, and um, doing all the regular things, we were monitoring the backend, all the servers, the CPU, the memory, the uh, the network, all these things. Uh, But we weren't monitoring the application itself, and Uh. it ended up taking us multiple days to find this outage, and it turns out it was a line of code that had been written seven years prior by one of the developers, and just never triggered. And so it taught me and the lesson was you know we are monitoring all of the all of this information in the back end all the infrastructure like i said the cpu the memory the network all this but all that's there for one purpose and it's to provide an application with an optimized experience so if you're not watching and monitoring the application itself it's kind of like going to practice all week and skipping game day it just doesn't make sense and so um, i, I there's, there's two kinds of people that think how important um observability and application performance monitoring are they're those that are smart enough to know you know they have to monitor that and it's important to, to the customer experience and those that get burned and i I got burned and that's how I learned and then um yeah, I went on and so I found AppDynamics, and we started using that at the organization and changed the way we built software and it was really an incredible change for us and they they continue to be a huge customer of ours. And then I moved on to Albertsons, uh, the second largest grocery chain here in the U.S. And we were building yeah. out the first DevOps team, and we had to move all of our on on-premise customer-facing applications to the cloud. And so uh, we brought in AppDynamics to do to help with that, because now we could measure and understand what performance looked like uh, before and after, compare on-prem to the cloud, and things like this. So, yeah. yeah, I was a customer, huge fan, and then the opportunity arose to join, and I,
0: I jumped all over fantastic all right we're going to continue this part of the conversation but we guys we're paired across a whole lot of different streams and we see all the comments from all of the streams but you do not see all the comments so we do have an answer and the answer of course is tron it was in tron but you know what somebody who is is paired there uh uh, says that they keep thinking of the song from the rock band journey big journey fan but i don't remember what song was in the movie do you remember
1: I don't remember. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. I, 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 I don't know which song it was. Don't Stop Believing. We right. need have I a, a
0: journey listening party next, next live stream. That would be yeah. So, fun.
1: So, so they're right. They got Tron. So let me ask you this. Okay. What was Flynn's video game in the movie Tron? What was Flynn building that he was playing that's that, that getting him sucked into the machine?
0: Hero is being all fancy and, and knowledgeable about knowing what the was. <laughs> and I don't remember what the game was. I don't remember.
1: Let's see. If all the right. Are we. Knows.
0: Oh, Worlds Apart. Oh, good answer. Oh, that That's was a great song. song. Okay. Yeah,
1: That's it a good is. Song. Uh,
0: anybody listen to. Uh, if you're a music buff, and uh, especially if you're a player or an engineer or in production, uh, whatnot, but go to YouTube and not right now, go look later and look up uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Rick Beato. <laughs> Uh Rick Beato is this producer guy who's made a name for himself in deconstructing songs and talking about why songs are great and he's done a ton of uh, journey songs. It's a good step to go go check it out. Cool. All right, what game was he making, Joe? Uh, we're never gonna talk about App Dynamics again. We're there just talking is. about Rich.
1: Pop now. Rich got it. Space Paranoids. That was the game <laughs> that had Bill in his playing it was an arcade. Nice.
0: That is so fun. Well done, Rich. I love yeah, it. Yeah, good job. Um Oh, and Rich, but Rich is, that is a line from the song Love Will Find You, but it is Worlds Apart, actually, is the name yeah. of the song. Um, all right, so let's <laughs> all put the lyrics into there. That's so much fun. That's right, 10,000 <laughs> points for Rich. Rich, I'd send you, you something go. if I had something to send you. Uh, yeah. So you connect with me on uh, LinkedIn, and uh, and I'll find you some Rackspace, some sw- swag to send your way. Uh, I'd love to awesome. do that. I don't have any talk Live things. All right, okay, let's get back on topic for a minute. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, unless we don't talk about another Journey song because I really enjoy Journey. <laughs> um, favorite Journey album? Do you have a favorite Journey album, Joe? Because we were Gen Xers.
1: Well, if it's album, I, it's best up. It's on my it's on my Spotify playlist because it's you know it has all yeah. the classics on there. That's that's turn it up the That's turn up radio loud music. Yeah. That
0: is such good stuff. Then we can sing like <laughs> Stevie. Okay, back. We got to get back. We got to yeah. get back. Yeah. Um, All right. So you said several things in your answer before, uh, because we all as systems engineers, systems programmers and things like that. You know, if you think about the systems in our era, especially as we would deploy these things, there would be database servers. There would be application servers, whether they are uh, front end or whether they're uh, a second tier providing services. uh, They are connecting and going through routers and all of those generate content uh, in, in the context of logs. And when things go bump in the night, you know, what happens, Joe? We bring everybody into a room and everybody plays, it's not my problem. Uh, it's a great game uh, and there's only everyone losing it's not a great game because here everybody's in defensive mode and everybody's right. awake and not everybody needs to be awake now what, what yeah. I've learned so much over the past several months from you guys uh, what full stack observability <laughs> is doing is really looking at it from the application performance down and integrating hooks all the way through so that you know where the problems are so if it is a database issue or it's a networking issue or it's a whatever you're only waking one team up to make that fix I get it right yeah, yeah, no, absolutely.
1: It, it's so critical because as we've, as we as technologists have tried to make applications easier to use, more intuitive, um, you know, on all the time with the three and four nine numbers, right? It's gotten more complex for a lot of us on the back end. So, you know, what were these monolithic applications? Now we've got 23 different microservices that we have to pay attention to and monitor and understand. And, and now there, there's hybrid environments where you've got things on-prem and it's in the cloud and it's multi-cloud. And anywhere, any one of those connections from the time that I pick up my phone and open an app all the way till there's a, a call to the database, you know, and, and the data in the, ser- uh, in, the, in the database server, everywhere, the entire journey from one end to the other, something can go wrong. Right? You can have an issue, and you need to be able to understand that. And, and the days of those war rooms you're talking about and pouring through all the telemetry and each team saying, well, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, and then... The finger pointing starts, right? Well, last time it was the database and, and this kind of thing, right? It's just it's it's cost prohibitive. It's, it's a waste of time, and so to be able to have a system that can look at all of that data and help you understand uh, causality and you know what, what what root cause is and all the commonality, of what's happening with all the different anomalies that may be occurring or what broke basically and where to go to fix it and how to fix it the faster you can get there, you know, the the better everybody is in terms of, you know, the, the optimization of the application, the happiness of the customers, the happiness of the employees, everybody working on fixing it. So that's really the key is to, to use the machine learning, the AI, all of these things that are built in in yes. some of these applications. And, and with things like open telemetry and all the shared telemetry now, um, we're able to see so much more than we ever were before. And and putting this all together in you know, kind of a one- dashboard and be able to view all of this and see things and that it just it it's it's essential today it's not even really an option anymore i don't think if you're going to be successful you have to have that
0: yeah now jack just we're going to get to your question in just a second to talk about um uh, to talk about the implications on cybersecurity as well. But I want to I just address a little bit about what you're saying there, Joe, because we're still looking at this through a lens of, hey, we're in IT and we want to make sure our systems are delivered well, which is a valid thing to do. But FSO, full-stack observability, is so much more. So let's extend that up into the business layer. Unpack how, how it, impacts, it, it infa- impacts there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's most every application is built with a business purpose, there's some kind of KPI or some business reason, right? We're not doing it just because we have extra time, and extra money, and we think it's fun, although it can be. So, yeah. so to understand and be able to, to, to directly correlate the technology and the application and, and its feature functionality to the business, right? like, say, as an example, you're not getting as many new registrants as you want, your conversion's not right. And so you, you make a change to that process. You either auto populate some fields, maybe you take a couple fields out to make it easier to register, something along those lines. You make these changes to be able to push that new code, see what's happening and watch in real time as your conversion hopefully grows or goes up, right? Or, and, and just as valuable, did it not? Did we change the wrong thing? Do we need to go out and fix it? And so right. being able to tie your application, the technology to the business to, bring it. Bring the technology team to, uh, to have a seat at the table, to have these conversations about strategy and about organization, because so much now, especially after what we've just gone through the last two years, we're using our applications for way more than we ever used to. I mean, there's, there's 40, 50 different things you'll do in a day with your application. And, and the expectation is it's on, it's available, it works no matter what device I'm on, no matter what time it is, no matter what I want to do. And so, um, you know, that access can help the business. If you're doing it properly, but you, you need to be able to see those things correlated together.
0: You really do. And the fact that you can connect the, the, you know, you could go back to a, to a SQL stored procedure and tie that to a business KPI. You've never been able to really right. do that effectively before. And the, the functioning of whatever that, that element is, it could be a microservice, it could be in anything, but knowing that that's yeah. running really could have implications to a shopping cart. It could have implications to employee login. It could have implications to anything and that anything really, really. becomes what is the most important thing to you and your organization about that context? And that's what really gets me excited about full stack observability yeah. is that we can now connect the technologists who used to sit in the dark room and, you know, work on the burn down pile. They would grab tickets Now how we're connecting their activity to to real business outcomes. It gives them some skin in the game to know that, hey, I fix this thing or I make it run better. My business does better and people care about that sort of stuff. That's very job satisfaction oriented.
1: Well, it absolutely is. And that's something that a lot of the engineering teams and IT teams have been missing forever. It's like, you know, you're asked to change direction, your mid-sprint or something, and some, somebody comes in from product or whatever and has this new idea, and it's going to be bigger than sliced bread, and we're going to make notes. So you derail everything, you, you totally change directions, you, you, you work hard, you get out this new feature functionality, whatever it is, and then you don't hear back. Like, was it wasn't mm-hmm. successful? What did it right. And, and being, able, being able to see that happen in real time in your application when you push out, is, is, is it, it helps kind of with the pride of, of ownership, right? And pride of workmanship in terms of what you did. My code did that. And, right. and that's, you know, that, you know, I know that your
0: company was constrained to only be able to sell 55 widgets a day, whatever that might be. And now it's <laughs> 55,000 because you write code, wrote code. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and, and then having that insight and paying attention to that, it, it changes the way engineers think. Cause now they're thinking, okay, well, what else can we do? What else, what other impact can I have? And one of the things I'm careful with this, depending upon the audience, but I it is my personal experience that it is easier for the technologists to understand the business than it is for the business people to understand the technology. Mm. So when you give the technologists that business insight, now they can come and have great new ideas that we, that where we can move the needle in the business. Mm. And, but they need to have that understanding. And then having the business people understand why these very expensive engineering teams are necessary and you can visually show them in real time the impact you're having on their bottom line with the technology that you built, because it's all we're all in the boat together. Right? I don't mean to say us and them. Like it's we're all we all have the same goal. We want the company to do well. We all want the stock to go up. Right? But to really understand the impact cause and effect between the two is important for everybody.
0: It is, and then you can even connect that up to C suite, because think about the IT leaders that would still go in and you know they would do their readout of IT up to the leaders and they go, Look, and we wrote, you know, we delivered fifteen new modules of code in the past month and C suite goes, Good, great, yeah. nods their head, but what does what does that mean? Now they can say we delivered 15 new modules of code, and that has, has lowered the number of support tickets that have come in. We're now we're now serving with less people. We're now selling more stuff or whatever whatever those things yeah. are. It connects real human activity all the way down from the developer to to business business function, and I love that. So I want to really quick, we are getting close to the end of our chance to, to visit yeah. here. Um, but, Jack, this did ask the question before about the implications of, of FSO in and around uh, cybersecurity. Maybe you can address that for a second.
1: Yeah, so one of the things we've done um, at Cisco App Dynamics is we've created a way – so a lot of what we'll do is when we're monitoring what's happening inside these applications, we have agents, right, that are, that are watching because you need to have something inside the application because FSO is the data inside the app paired up with the data from, like, the network perspective outside. When you pair those together, that's full stack, right? You've got both inside out and outside in. So what we'll be able to do is we'll be able to piggyback on these, and now we can watch and find vulnerabilities in the application in real time. And that's being fed by Cisco's Talos, right? So Cisco, as we know, has has some top-notch industry best security practices and tools. We've got one of the best orgs in the world. And so we can piggyback on that, and we can can use that and now watch and monitor in real time as we're doing the application performance monitoring, and not only find, but we're doing some new cool things on our roadmap where not only can you find and and tag and, and flag these vulnerabilities, you're going to be able to push out things to help mitigate and stop those, you're going to be able to tie it to business transactions. Like you can say, okay, here's login, here's add to cart, here's checkout. These security vulnerabilities apply to these actions. So here's your risk factor. Here's your potential, you know, impact. So yeah. it's, there's definitely a correlation there and Cisco's all over it.
0: Love it, and I said that was going to be our last topic, but um, but Dave Hines brings up a really great comment, and and ultimately you guys can read it there. But I love the fact that it reduces that 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 single domain knowledge to to, ind- to just a short number of individuals. I mean, it's it's uh, it it's ex- it exposes you know the company to be as transparent as possible internally and in some cases externally when. When that's necessary, puts the power of the business back in the business as opposed to one or two people locked in a dark room somewhere. So that's that's super awesome. Yeah.
1: And as we see things like DevOps and DevSecOps, where you have got these teams now that are that are true. Build it, own it, support it. You have to know SRE teams, right, that are coming about. They they can't keep just going to individual people. They have to have some pretty broad knowledge. And FSO is a huge help for those personas.
0: Absolutely. Joe, I feel like we've just scratched the tip of the iceberg with our conversation, but we are out of time. So uh, you have an open invitation to come back. We're going to get with your people so we get that done uh, sooner rather than later. But let's have that conversation from right here in San Antonio inside of the castle, we'll maybe even inside of Flint so you can, you can spend some time. How about that?
1: I'm all over it you got it.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Joe. Have a great rest of your day. Well, everyone, uh full stack observability if you want to learn more head over to appdynamics.com and uh and learn more about that. So, uh what a great conversation. Joe's a gr- a great guy. Uh super smart. Uh and and uh a lot to share. So, folks, uh, all of this information can be found and more over at at rackspace.com slash solve. Guys, that is a very safe place. That is a place you can go and know you're not going to get a pop-up window that says, hey, how can I help you today? Uh, it's all for free. You can go get your information. Go go download what you need. So head over to Solve when we're done. All right, that is our cloud discussion. Of course, that means that we're heading off into this week in cloud, and that is when we get to look at a couple of news articles from this week and why it's important to you as brilliant cloud technologists. So let's start with this one, and uh, and uh, this is from an article that I found over uh, on Forbes, and it's one of those contributed articles, but it's a great article and uh, you can go research it. It's the five factors to keep in mind when choosing a cloud analytics platform. Here are those five factors. They're great. Think big and think long-term. This is an investment. This is a long-term investment when you think your analytics platform. By the way, you can put your analytics platform at your full stack observability con- uh, implementation as well. You want to look for consistency and flexibility, consistent with your existing infrastructure and flexible to be able to do what you want to do. Third, you want to look for um, consistent more consistency not just with your on-premises stuff but with your cloud deployments as well what works well what maybe even works natively also number four then evaluate available skills and training resources what do they have available to help you be successful and then lastly it's going to seem sort of obvious but uh, always talk to a customer reference this is a long-term investment and you want to make sure that you're not making changes anytime soon Also in the world of cybersecurity. Now, last week we had one from Security Week. This week we have one from Security Week. I'm thinking you guys need to start Um, subscribing to Security Week. Chinese cyber spies use supply chain attack to deliver Windows and Mac OS malware. Now, in the last couple of years, of course, we've seen a huge increase in the amount of cyber security attacks. Now, what's happening is they're spending less time going after some of these big targets, the Pentagon, Department of Defense, massive banks somewhere, but if they can interject themselves into a software supply chain, you know, where the software is being built and constructed and compiled, uh, they actually have a much larger target and so they're using uh, tools like um, uh, cyber espionage group oh the group Iron Tiger now I wanted to go get the sound clip and back to the 80s songs Uh, I have the tiger but that's different we wanted Iron Tiger Uh, and this happened uh, they did some pretty big attacks back in November of last year which are only now becoming public All right, so watch out for the scary stuff the scary stuff is bad all right, that's what's going on in the news, folks. Uh, with that, let's go look at what's happening in the cloud releases. There has been, of course, no lack of things going on from our friends at all of the Hyperscale cloud providers. And as always, we will start with the group over at AWS. They have been creating some pretty great con Oops, I'm just sitting on the fast-forward button, aren't I? Uh, let's go back. Uh, there we go. One more. All right, well-architected um uh, Toolkits are now available in AWS GovCloud regions, folks. That's a US uh, uh, implementation, but know that their Well-Architected tools are now available in their GovCloud. Love it when we get to see advancements in uh, in what's happening with uh, with the, the public cloud providers, not just creating new content, but enabling that and growing it farther and farther. Sorry, I had to move some stuff on the screen so I'd actually see what I was doing because I couldn't see. All right, that's the well architected stuff. Yes, we've covered that. Let's move over to Azure. Over at Azure, their update is in general availability, the network security group supports now supports in production private Endpoints. This is important because your NSGs now not just inside of things that are happening in your Azure deployment, but those private endpoints, yes, that means inside of your organization. So that is a great update from them. I think I actually talked about that when it was in preview, but now it's in production all throughout the world. Now, over at Google Cloud, there have been cloud console updates. Too many to list, but I'll tell you a few of them. Query results are now displayed in resizable columns. Tab titles now expand when space is no longer available for the names. Tool tips are available throughout. Uh, and uh, in the Explorer pane, you can now access saved queries by expanding your project. There they are, right inside of there. Folks, this is a long list. Here's what you got to do. Super easy. Just open up any search uh, tool and type in GCP space updates you know, or AWS or um, Azure. And you'll find all of this information uh, all the ones I talked about today and a bevy of others. Now, as you know, our program here is part of Rackspace's Solve program. The Solve program, and you can see the list, link right there, is our Thought Leadership program here at Rackspace. And as part of the Thought Leadership program, that means we're not selling to you. We're just giving you information. And uh, but, but that's not entirely true, I guess, because the one thing I do... S- sell here and there's been a lot of questions that have been asked here is uh, are there jobs available at Rackspace? Yes, there are tons of jobs available at Rackspace and I'm going to share one with you today. We call it the Rackspace job of the day. And uh, uh, one thing we've noticed is we've looked at our metrics of who is coming to the program. There are a lot of folks who are involved in sales. So I thought, why not bring a sales job up? There are so many technical jobs. Somebody asked about storage. Somebody asked about networking. Somebody asked about um, cloud architect. Yes, tons of those available. Go to rackspace.com slash jobs, and uh, you'll see them listed on, on there. Please apply. Tell them Jeff sent you. But we uh, we have a job for account executive, somebody in sales, but you own the customer relationship, which is fantastic. You get to find that customer. You get to grow that customer, nurture them. You get to bring just the right technology at just the right time for them and uh, and help them be successful by utilizing new tools and technology, maybe even some full-stack observability from our friends at AppDynamics. All right. You again, go over to rackspace.jo- Rackspace.jobs to find that information out. Folks, go to solve go check out the information we have there. We have a brand new security research that's going to be made available very shortly as soon as I read it and approve it uh, it's in my to do list for the afternoon and that's going to come out next week our our lots of articles are over there you'll find infographics you'll find our past research it's all over there and uh, I also want to tell you that while uh, we've had Joe here from App Dynamics and um, <laughs> thanks Chris Hansen, for the best pitch of an AE yet. You own the customer and help them be successful. Oh, and sell something along the way. That's a good idea. All right, but Joe is here. I'm very thankful for his time, but a huge thank you to AppDynamics at large because they are a sponsor of our program here at Solve. They help make all of these things possible. So head over to appdynamics.com. They're part of Cisco, and all of the Cisco suite is now plugging into and being used as a cohesive suite of capabilities to make your companies more successful through the use of... Of technology. Now, this is a Thursday. It's a little different for us. I was moving my son into his uh, into, back into college earlier this week, but we're back on Tuesday. This coming Tuesday, in fact, is uh, we are bringing, in fact, the last of our summer road trip. We're back to the UK. Oh, well, back first time to the UK, I guess, but uh, we're back to EMEA. Andrew Briarley is going to be here, and he is our GM of, uh, of the U.K., and so he's going to come and talk about cloud opportunities, cloud trends, things that are going on in cloud. Centric, too, are over there in the U.K. Well, folks, there it is. This has been so much fun. I'm glad that you've been with us today. We're back on Tuesday. Hope to see you then for another Cloud Talk Live.